Life is a journey, and eventually, all roads come together. You're listening to Breaking Camp, conversations focusing on our passion for the outdoors, everyday life, learning new things, and growing as people. I'm Bryce Ginther. And I'm Aaron Brenneman. And this is Breaking Camp. Hey, uh, welcome to Breaking Camp Podcast. My name is Bryce. Bryce, Aaron. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Um, we're so glad you're here with us. Episode 13. And we 13. got a good show for you. This is going to be a fun one, I think. Um, but before we get into the topic today, uh, just a quick check-in because we have... Um, We've talked about the dog a little bit. I know that mm. this this puppy is real. He's coming soon um, to a house near you. Yeah, house near me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Coming soon. We'll be heading down on Saturday to pick him up. Yeah. So that's exciting. Been getting some photos and some video. Oh, and man. He's a little chunker. How many weeks is he? He'll be eight weeks. He was seven weeks last weekend. Went to the vet. Got a mm-hmm. perfect health checkup. All, right. is, all is good. Dude, that's awesome. Right on. Yeah, so the first thing we're going to do is pick him up and take him to a photo shoot mm-hmm. out in the rain, <laughs> and then we're going to run him around all week, and then next weekend we're taking him over to a yurt at uh, a state park outside of Bend, and we'll be camping over there, running around, maybe and see some snow. Sounds like some, a prince life. Oh, I don't even know if this guy knows what he's in for, but I he's going to love it. He's like, how did I win this lottery? Yeah, no dog wants to just be cooped up in a little igloo thing or yeah. in a chain link fence <laughs> kennel. No, let's go, buddy. That's awesome. So it's been good. Thanks for your book. I just started that. Uh, and then been reading some other stuff. I got my clickers. We're going to do some clicker training. Yeah. We're going to do feed the food. You know, so you every... are going to do the food thing. So talk. tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, food. so it'll be basically... Um, when you earn, talked about learn, this... Learn yeah. to earn. My eyebrows learn went to up. Earn to earn. Earn to learn. Learn to earn. Learn so basically for the first couple of months-ish, I don't know. This is my hands up in the air saying I don't know how long, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. At least initially, yeah. all food will be distributed for positive behavioral reinforcement so it's not just like here's the dump of your food mm-hmm. you know but we might do a training session and use uh the dog food the kibble for mm-hmm. you know the win when he does something the, the positive things and then at the end there's like uh, i've been checking out these people on youtube they got yeah. standing stone kennel they got this great like training puppies and they're all into the bird dogs that they train mm-hmm. um german short-haired pointers is yeah. that a thing yeah so those are the ones that they train but they have one with a uh, yellow lab named Sprig, oh. which I've been just watching through obsessively because I, I don't. I, this is not my world, right? But like I understand carrots and sticks, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. And I and I have experienced uh, some of w- what I want to see yeah. in a well mannered dog, and you know we'll kind of mm-hmm. do our best to start that from the get go. So exciting! It'll be fun, dude. That's so cool. I I'm really curious about the, how you're gonna feed him and train him and stuff. That's intriguing to me because I've never even heard of that. Mm. Um, I the the craziest food stuff I've ever gotten into is people who feed raw, mm-hmm. and and some people like literally will feed raw, but like like chunks of like the whole fish or the whole oh, wow. whatever it is. You know, people buy frozen food and then they kind of, I don't know, let it thaw a little bit or whatever. But yeah, last February I was out at uh, outside of Joseph Enterprise at the mm-hmm. Eagle Cap Extreme Sled Dog Races, mm-hmm. cool. which was really neat to go kind of experience and check out. And yeah. then at the end of the banquet, I sat next to, I just happened to sit down like, I don't know anybody, right, from mm-hmm. Adam there, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm just a guy with a camera and I'm going to sit down at this table and see <laughs> who I get, right? Well, I ended up sitting down to, uh, some people, there was a couple empty seats and then the guy who comes in just, just smelled like he'd been out in it for days. Right. <laughs> well, he was the last musher. Oh. So he completed what, what yeah. he did is he went out real strong with his dogs, had to wait for a long period mm-hmm. and he overworked him in the beginning. So he kind of got behind, but he was still wanted oh. to finish. So he was the last guy yeah. to come in. And so I got an opportunity to kind of just ask this guy some questions about yeah. what it is. And he was saying he, he goes to the butcher and that's where he gets all of his meat scraps to make his own dog food Dang. and then freezes it and yeah. blocks it and takes it out with them so wow. that was kind of interesting so it'll be interesting to see how this approach works it's going to be is it likely going to be more work than just putting food in a dog bowl absolutely right but i think right. if it can set us up and again no experience and mm-hmm. uh taking a combination of a couple of different programs the mm-hmm. learn to earn and uh, you know, the Standing Stone folks and clicker training. So we'll see. We'll report yeah. back in a couple <laughs> weeks or something. Well, and I think like you had said, you, you don't have kids. Your time, your day looks a lot more. You're at home. You work from home. Yeah. 
you know, you'll be with the dog all the time. Yeah, and that's and a part of that approach too, is yeah, that yeah. the dog is always with you in a crate, oh. in its playpen or a, s- a closed off area, right, uh-huh. where it can't do stuff, uh-huh. or tethered to you. So it wow. reduces those opportunities for the dog to be unsupervised and then trains it from the get-go. So we'll see. It sounds wow. like a ton of work. Yeah, Cora and I are going to kind of do it together in mm-hmm. the sense that she's working for herself and I'm working for myself, and so we have different yeah. schedules and how do we ebb and flow that together in the two places for now. And so huh. it'll be good. But we huh. have at least a plan through uh, heading over to the yurt. That's awesome. So. Anything else? What was your anything else on this weekend? I don't. I didn't have a whole bunch. Oh yeah, we went down outside of Dallas. Oh yeah, that's right. So we went down yeah. and we got a. We stayed at a bunkhouse. We were celebrating sort of a, a period of time being together. Cor and I were had been. Mm-hmm. It wasn't actually the date or whatever, but mm-hmm. we were just kind of celebrating that. And yeah, a few years now, three years, and so we went down there. We stayed at this bunkhouse um mm-hmm. i don't know if i showed you pictures of it but you it did you cool. sent me pictures it's awesome yeah it was and great it was at the flying f ranch <laughs> uh, what a name so i <laughs> i did i did i realized and when we get there we pull up it's a working ranch you know it's mm-hmm. this guy and he's working the cattle and he's got his son with him who's like i don't know seven or nine or something and they're mm-hmm. Doing it, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna hop in this rig, and we'll go down here, and we'll guide you up to the bunkhouse." We had to go through multiple gates. We had to oh. go. I don't know. We probably drove three miles away from where we met them at the main house, right? You're kidding. And it's like there's this wildlife refuge there, and so there's birds and what? marsh areas. Super cool. We get up there. I made a faux pas though. Uh oh. What'd you do? I and here's a question you're not supposed to ask people. What kind which of I people knew specifically. Ranchers, Ranchers, farmers, okay. people with property. Okay. You shouldn't, it's inappropriate. Um, it's just not good etiquette to ask how many how many acres you have. Really? Because a lot of farmers, ranchers, uh, that sort of people that own land, right? That's where their equity and their worth is. Uh, so essentially, it's like saying, how big how is much, your bank account? How much money? How do much you money have? do you have? Yeah, yeah. And so I realized, you know, it, the, the more appropriate question was like, "It's a good size chunk of property you guys out here. This is really nice." Like the comment should have been mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. as opposed to, "How much money do you have and invested <laughs> in your land?" <laughs> so when you retire and sell this place, yeah, what do you? How many millions are you going to be standing on? <laughs> exactly. So, but that was it. Was cool. It was really neat. They were doing some logging out there. We mm-hmm. saw. There were cows right on the area where we were. We just kind of went for a little walk, and we all of a sudden had like 60 cows right in front of us. We're like, well, okay, this is probably close enough. And Wow. They were cool. Saw some deer. It was great. Watched That's the sunset. Awesome. It was, you could see like McMinnville, Dallas, all of that sort of um, whatever valley, uh-huh. wine country area, Dundee-ish. Yeah. Beautiful sort of area. area. Like the foothills kind of uh, mm-hmm. off in the distance. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it was good. How did you find it? Uh, so Core found it. It was on Hip Camp. Have you ever heard of Hip, hip Camp? So recently, I did. I figured that I, I heard about. Yeah. It so Hip Camp's kind of like it's pretty cool. It's like an Airbnb, but mm-hmm. it's more for like if you have some property or mm-hmm. you have a shelter of sorts. Right. right. It's not really for like lodging. Because because when I sense, found it, some people just have property you can camp on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I think you might have been the one who told me about it. I don't know. Probably a good chance. Yeah. So uh, like that's what I'm kind of looking at some of those areas for mm-hmm. February ish, March when we go up in the Olympic Peninsula and mm-hmm. we go steelhead fishing. Can't like, wait. <laughs> that's gonna be. I awesome. already told Amy about Did it. Did you? Yep. You got I was the, like, hey, I got, got I got invited, and so just throwing it out there. It's in February. Mm. <laughs> so she's like, okay, whatever. It's good. My buddy started with like, let's go up for a couple of days, and I just plugged yeah. it in the calendar for a week, like four. So we'll <laughs> yeah, see. I like where you're at. Like a yeah, week. Yeah, I'm gonna go up there. Well, and I'm gonna be soaking wet. Might as well do it for a week. <clears throat> so that's funny. Not to get too far deep into a rabbit trail, but I mean, isn't that what this camp? Mm-hmm. That's this thing kind of about. That's what you do around camp. You just talk about whatever. Yeah. Comes up. So I snore, and um, I wish I didn't. Right. Because it's not great for marital relations and just like, and I don't mean weird like. Yeah, I think I recall know. this comment from when we were down at the beach. Yeah. And it's, it, I, I can imagine it would not be fun to sleep next to somebody who's snoring all night loud. Anyway, I do. And I, and I used to work in the dental industry, right? I used to make all kinds of things that go in people's mouths. Yeah. And I could have made snore guards. I just never did, hmm. you know? Like and for yourself. Yeah. Or just get it built from a different lab. Yeah. But I'm not paying what you would pay at the dental office, right? Sure. Uh, anyway, just never did. And um, still haven't. But uh, 
I came home recently from my last uh, trip over to Maupin, and it was a two-night stay, so, you know, basically a weekend. And, and Amy was like, man, uh, like, glad you had fun and, and everything. And she's like, don't take this the wrong way, but <laughs> you probably should have been, like, a, a night or two longer, you know, so I get some more nights of sleep. <laughs> and it was funny because she had just gotten back from a trip the week before and i felt like it was a short trip for the distance they traveled yeah and um and so because it was around the fossil area and um you know it's a about four hour drive to get to wherever they were going and they they were there for two nights and they came home and and um and i was like man you guys weren't even there that long you should have gone for longer you know and it, it wasn't from that perspective but it was like we were both saying like you can go way longer mm. and that is definitely a new thing because like when we had little kids oh, um, okay, yeah. you know she i was always saying go places right but it was hard because like her friends are all moms and of mm-hmm. small children too and it's just really tough to coordinate mm. uh so they she was having a hard she always had a hard time finding people to go away with yeah and um and then i would want to go away and it would be like well but for how long because it's like then she's single momming it, yeah. right, for so long. And so anyway, but we've shifted. So you're in a new period where now. The kids like, are getting older. Hey. They can do their own thing, make yeah. their own meals. And yeah. get out. I mean, they don't have to get out the door to go to school, but, you know, roll over and get on the computer right. to go to school. Right. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, that's it's kind of different, different phase. Yeah, so. so that'll be fun. That's back to the hip camp. That's what we've been looking at for some of those times up that we're heading up on that steelhead fishing trip. And Yeah. Uh, camping locations, right? It might be just somebody has some property and they open it up and it's 20 to 70 bucks or something. And you yep. can tent camp, you can bring a trailer, you can RV, whatever. Love it. And, uh, so it's pretty cool. So this came up on, uh, hip camp and Cora found it and booked it for us. And it was That's awesome. It was good. And it was just great little bunkhouse, you know, no running water, no electricity. There's a generator that we could turn on. We kind of tried to keep it off as much as we could, mm-hmm. but it had a great wood stove inside. Kept Sweet. That, it got... Toasty, was it? Here, here, here are two things <laughs> that are. Uh, these could use some unpacking, but let's you know, it's almost <laughs> like a a scarcity mindset or a something that I have. But two things that I am like, you better have. If you're gonna have some, you oh, might yeah. as well have so much yeah. that you don't have no chance of running out. Right? Mm-hmm. Ice, ice, yes. Ice is one. Like, yes. let's not get one bag. Let's get four. Yeah. Let's be good. Yeah. They used to be a dollar. Now they're like yeah, four three bucks or, or four, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Ice, firewood. <laughs> yeah. Firewood's another one. Agreed. Right? Let's yeah. not just bring one bundle, but let's bring six. Yeah. So. Yeah. Why would we have to go, let's see, here's tonight's, there's tomorrow's, let's see. I guess the better way to put it is the two things I don't want to ration are my ice and my firewood. <laughs> let's just have plenty. What's the worst case scenario? You You have extra ice. Yeah, yeah. Or it's you leave the firewood $4. for the next person. You pay it forward, right? Yeah. Tend so, to do that a lot when I go camping. We'll take chainsaws and just cut stuff down yeah. and then just leave it there. So then my question is, what was the situation? Oh, the you... situation was that I burned that wood stove so hot. Because it wasn't, it wasn't cold, but it wasn't warm. It mm-hmm. was, you know, about 50 or so. Mm-hmm. And so, but we had the doors open. We were cooking. We were sitting outside in the fire and cold. And then we cooked that inside wood stove. <laughs> and it probably got about... <laughs> I sleep fine when it's warm. Like, mm-hmm. especially when it's warm, nap time, a couple of blankets. I'm going to just lay down. I'm <laughs> out, you know. Yeah. But yeah. So I get the heat cranking. There was no thermostat, but I guess it was probably 84 degrees oh, in there. Wow, in this that's cabin. warm. Yeah. I wake up in the middle of the night and, of course, sitting up and we're in, like, there's some cots in there. And I yeah. look over and she's she's sitting up with her head looking out the window because <laughs> she was so hot. She had to get up and open the window to cool off. <laughs> she put her head out the window. <laughs> I was like, well, let's, if we're going to do this, let's open the other window over there so we get some draft going. Yeah. It cooled it off in there real fast. Woke up a little chilly, but <laughs> that was fun. So it was a really good time. Uh, cool. Flying F Ranch. Flying F. Uh, you Hip just camp. expect them to have some swag with that name. Yeah. The Flying F store. You're like, been, come on now. I All they had was a Facebook page. They don't have a website. They sell beef and they, yeah. you can buy like beef boxes or sure. quarter cows, eighth cows, whatever. Mm-hmm. But no store because that'd have been a cool sticker, or oh, yeah. a shirt, or yeah. a hat, or something. Totally. So, anyway. but huh. it was good. It was a good time. So hip camp, awesome. Uh, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor yet. Okay. 
So, Aaron, today, today is a fun topic, um, and this was your idea, long, long time, ago. a long time ago, and we've been waiting, we've been saving it a little bit. Super excited. Um, I, brought, of, I brought some bean. Some bean. <laughs> brought some bean. <laughs> you did artisan bean. Oh man! So, in our discovery of our of our likes and dislikes yeah. and our differences and our similarities. You know, we cut, we start talking about all kinds of different things. And of course we were talking about coffees and stuff and, and, um, that well, we've talked about that before where you had offered me some, some U-Ban, uh, U-Ban. And, I, and I said, no, U-Ban. no, thanks. And then you U-Ban. said, you said, would you like some U-Ban? <laughs> it's like how people say target and they say target. Target. Yeah, yeah exactly. Make it sound fancy. U-Ban. Yeah. No. U Ubon, Ubon, Ubon. So we were like, that would be hilarious to do. Do it. Tasting notes. Obon versus Uban, or Obon versus Uban. Obon versus Uban. <laughs> and and just explore that world of. The... I love. I love it. Let's do it. Yeah. So we made. So we we started out here. Mm-hmm. I brought uh, some fine ground bean. Yubon. Mm-hmm. I almost should look up the history of Yubon because look at these cans, dude. Yeah. You oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could put some screws in that can. And that's exactly some nuts, right. Some I washers. do believe on the floor behind me is I don't know if it's Yuban, but it's a coffee can. Yeah. Full of the, the miscellaneous nuts, bolts, and screws and all that. It's just I mean, what every garage needs. And you used to have multi purposes for this sort of stuff, right? You right. had you had utility. You got some coffee, right? But then you kept that tin can around for yeah, all sorts yeah. of stuff. Yeah, that you made I do, soup in it. I appreciate that mm-hmm. about how they used to package things. Um, now, obviously, there was a ton of waste as, at the same time. But what I think from the generation that came out of the Great Depression, they would start saving those kinds of metal cans and tins, um, and you know now we decorate our houses with them. But yeah. they would use them, right, for money or for you pay knick-knacks. $12 at a vintage market. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, you'd see it on American Pickers. You know, they'd buy, you know, some old tins from, you know, whatever it is, coffee, yeah. um, you know, whatever. But anyway, so. So U-Ban. So U-Ban. You, you, you brought some U-Ban. I brought some U-Ban. It's actually made by Maxwell House. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah, is there? Do you want to just looking up a little bit of the history? Because if we're going to talk about a thing, sure, sure. I'm going to just wander off into the weeds of random facts and history until no one is listening. Oh, great! That's so that's why, why I depend here. upon you <laughs> to reel me back in and be like, no, no, we gotta, we gotta bring it on point here. Yep. over here. <laughs> but because uh, I was looking at their cans, their cans are super neat. So U-Bond. So this is a artisan five dollar uh, plastic tub. So now about the only thing these tubs are good for are for yeah. Leaving in the boat, you know, <laughs> so you put so you got in. somewhere to do, or you put some worms, or put some something <laughs> in them instead of easier than pulling off of the boat and getting back to land. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes they're nice because they have a handle. Mm-hmm. You know, you can turn around, do your business, and the the U bond. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, now I got gotcha. you. You could put some worms in and take a lot of worms. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, so it's the, it's a it's a boat bathroom. It's a boat bathroom. Yeah, versatile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good, um, but they're plastic, you know. Right. And I, the lid on this one, the lid busted, so I don't know how long it's been something like <laughs> That's that. Perfect. So it has that perfectly dried out camp yeah. campground coffee color. It's a very dull light brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly oxidized. So what right? do you think of it? Has so it been I haven't had a Have sip tried yet. It? So here okay. we go. I'm going to sip the the U-Ban here. Maybe while you do that, I can read. I'm going to try not to uh, have you spit this everywhere, but I'll read you some of the headlines from the Amazon reviews for you, Ben. Mm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. If you enjoy like brown water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I... bad on system. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> uh, worst we've ever had. Keep in mind, like, I'm pulling out just the one stars. Right, right. This is a good one. This is a very interesting phrasing on this sentence. Okay. Cheap, but tastes horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could understand cheap, but tastes okay. Yeah. It's going to be more like cheap, period, <laughs> tastes horrible. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh! A burnt and cheap flavor. Are you are you tasting <laughs> notes of burnt? Uh, yeah, I get I get that over roasted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's where I get like if I could put my tasting notes into it, it's kind of like they you know you know that this is an industrial um, process. So Maxwell House, their their real top end stuff, yeah. is gonna the beans come out of the hopper and they do they make their you know after they've roasted it. Well, there's there's just some beans that get stuck in there, yeah, and that's what becomes Uban because it keeps getting re-roasted oh, as okay. the Maxwell House yeah. keeps going, and so so like this is like, you know, it's giving they call it character, right? It, it's a depth of character, yeah, uh, but it's just being like churned through the roaster more. <laughs> that's the essence I'm getting. Here's yeah. I'm looking at a review on the on the web here. It mm-hmm. says flavors we detected, mm-hmm. yeah, bland and non-offensive. Oh wow! So where you could Those really envision flavors? this this coming out and shining, yeah, right, is yeah. in a non-offensive environment. Yeah, like a maybe it's a church uh, a brunch, mm-hmm. circa nineteen eighty two, in the big silver oh, pot, yeah. oh, like yeah. you're drinking. You been it's, come on, it's like it's coffee. Yeah, you know, and it's, is it stuff, great? No, those were the old percolator style, and. It was a little glass perk on the front, yep. sort of thing. Yeah, yep, where you can see it percolating up in yeah. there. And essentially, what the, it, you know, it's just boiled. The coffee keeps getting boiled, right? Yeah. And it just like, uh, yeah, just not your style. Not anymore. Okay. Right? Because yeah. I like I, ne- I didn't used to know any better. And um, you know, grew up in church and going to all those potlucks and the different kinds of like you know social hours where you yeah. have you know there was coffee by the gallon. Yeah. And you know, you always drank in a it. foam little. You know, that's exactly foam. it. What yes, styrofoam. A styrofoam, styrofoam cup, cup that always would spill because the bottom was too narrow. Oh, too narrow, yeah. right? You and need a, you need a steady, f- uh, firm base. Yeah, yeah. Like why? Why you can press these things out in a in a wider base, or just invert it. <laughs> yeah, but have it be like a funnel coming up. So what do you? So let me ask you this. Okay. Speaking of the styrofoam cup, what do you do after you finish? You're sitting there, done, right? You finished your cup or your or your hot chocolate or your mm-hmm. apple cider, whatever mm-hmm. was in that, right? Because mm-hmm. it's yeah. So those are the three things that go in those styrofoam cups. Yeah. What do you do with the cup then, as you're kind of bored? Oh, you just tear that thing apart. Yeah. You, start you chew it, on it, picking it apart, and you put pres- yeah. the first bite, that squish. Yeah. And then you look at it, and you're like, "Oh, look, my teeth box." Huh. And then you do another, and you twist it, and you do another, and then pretty soon you and just like, nod that thing, and it's everywhere. <laughs> it's all over your pants. It's all over the table. You're like, "How did this happen?" Yeah. <laughs> So styrofoam. So, so you don't see much styrofoam these days, which is a good thing because yep. those microplastics, you know, end up in our waters mm-hmm. and the oceans. And but you do see it in. Speaking of worms, again, you see it in worms because of its oh, yeah. insulative property. It, does it must be, or like a styrofoam cooler. Yeah, those are still a thing apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually just had one. Somebody they they ship uh, meat and stuff in those now. Or always have whatever. Yeah. But every once in a while I'll get one. And they're great for the you one or two trips that they last for. Try and reuse crack. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they're just easy to. But again, they you throw them away because you can't really recycle those things either. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they won't take them. So. You can't burn them. Nope. You can't recycle them. All right. So here's one more review we have. Mm-hmm. Was my favorite, but they changed it. Boo ruined. Wow. So apparently there's some controversy. Apparently the. The roast and the uh, there were some changes to the way that this was roasted. Interesting. And people, you know, there's there's quite a people are just, uh, have strong feelings about the Yuban. I'm trying and to. It, for me, it's it. just kind of more of a. Yeah, it gets the job done. See, that was that was the. I think that's where this all started. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was that conversation. You're like, ah, just you know, it gets the job done, and I'm like, well, that's called addiction. And you looked at me, and you were yeah. like, you were kind of speechless for a second. You're yeah. like, well, touche. Oh, it's true. <laughs> Same thing. Same Ooh. still. Still there. Okay, so I mean it but, smells like But what about what about so then what about the person who goes to Starbucks twice a day and gets a seven dollar mm-hmm. coffee thing? Is that they're doing it for the experience or they're doing it for Yeah, no, I'm the not caffeine. I'm just I'm not hating on the addiction aspect of it. Oh because okay. I also did quickly follow up the I'm addicted to caffeine. <laughs> I love the drug of caffeine. Yeah. Right. Um I dig it, 
But actually, I wouldn't say I'm addicted because if I ever stopped drinking coffee, I, I so far I haven't noticed a, a caffeine headache. So I mean, yeah, that's good. So that's every once in a while I'll just not have any. There's a great episode of news radio where uh, mm-hmm. one of the guys on there, uh, Phil Hartman, is yeah. trying to quit cigarettes, yeah. and the other guy who's the station manager is like. Well, I'm addicted to coffee. I'm going to be in this with you. I'm going to quit coffee. But he drinks like six pots a day, right? <laughs> yeah. So they're just both at each other the whole time. <laughs> they're just on their on their edge and on their nerves, and oh, it's a pretty hilarious. good one. That's hilarious. Because it can be. But yeah, if you aren't to the point where you need it so badly that it, you're physically addicted, but mm-hmm. I think in our in our culture we're kind of can tend to lean on those quick fixes of energy yeah. as opposed to like that's a whole lot. It's a whole lot easier to just get a cup of coffee or two throughout the day as opposed mm-hmm. to get an adequate amount of rest. Right. Eat a proper diet. You right. know, those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah, and I I don't know. I I usually don't drink coffee all day long. Mm-hmm. And so uh This is pretty late for me. I don't usually Yeah, do I either. know. We're recording late in the day and and but I mean, this is only a whatever 8 ounce, 8 ounce cup or whatever, so it should be all right, but You've got the big boy. <laughs> you, you brewed the big tall. Yeah, I brought the custom Breaking Camp podcast mug. Love it. <laughs> Available by becoming a, a Patreon supporter. That's at right. Patreon.com slash Breaking Camp. You better put a disclaimer in there that they don't actually get a mug. <laughs> I just They're not going to go there anyway. You don't think? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. If you go there and you become one of our people. Yes. We'll put a sticker on a mug for you. There you go. Mail it to you. Yeah. Which is what I did. Which I is what everybody's done so far. I didn't actually get a custom. Yeah, so mug. I will say a buddy of mine um yesterday walks in uh to my office and he was carrying his coffee mug uh and he had put the breaking camp sticker mm. on it. It was really cool. So it's just nice. kind of fun. That's yeah. the, those are the fun things. I mean, you know, I love stickers. We all do. That's why we made these. Um but it is kind of fun to like you know, deck out our stuff, and when your friends are like supporting, it's awesome. Love yeah, because we've sent some, we've sent some stickers far and wide. We sent some mm-hmm. to Denver. We sent mm-hmm. some to Canada. I was just looking here. I have the Couch and Valley uh, Land Trust mm-hmm. uh, from uh, where was it? Just uh, we were outside of Vancouver, uh, uh, Canada. Oh, that's right. You that's sent where one to your the friend sticker, up there. and I sent one up there. And I got to yeah. apologize now to the Canadians because they are not impressed with my coffee choices. No, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, but they make a mean cup of coffee up there. Well, I'll tell you, I thing. also am not impressed with your coffee choices, well, but I still like you. Okay, well, they yeah. still like me too. Yeah, yeah, and I'll drink, I'll drink your coffee. Oh, you know, yeah. I'll get, I'll get down and and just wallow in the mud with you. So, I'm, I'm so there. when you get up in the morning, let's say, let's say you're <laughs> going. I know you're not a huge winter steelhead fan uh, anymore, but when you get, a, do you do much winter fishing? Um, not much lately. I, I would say for the last, I don't know. Sportsmanship of any sort? What are, you, what are you doing this time of year? I mean, now you're doing farm work, but. I am. I'm trying to finish building fences now. Um, I guess where I'm going with this is when you get up, yeah. like, because when I go steelhead fishing, I wake up early. I'm mm-hmm. up at like 3.30 or 4. Gross. I make a pot of coffee, mm-hmm. throw it into the old Stanley made in the USA yeah. cooler. Yeah. Uh, the, the the thermos thermos thing yeah right and then I'm ready to go I got hot coffee all day yeah mine's hot, a Coleman cheap. I think okay Coleman yeah same thing I'm with you yeah and I and so um I stopped winter steelheading like I like I actually bought a steelhead rod last year we we talked about that oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. just personally um because I wanted to learn and get better at it but the reason I stopped was I it was literally like I would never catch one. And so I'm like, either I'm doing it wrong or um, I'm doing it at the wrong place, the wrong time. I think it's probably that. Because if, you, if you're if you doing it in a manner which is fairly um, yeah. within the realm of what they're going to be taken, yeah. you just have to be where they are when they're there. You know? See, and that's, that's the what tough every, thing is it's yeah. time in these runs. <clears throat> Plus, the other difficult thing that we face a lot is water flows exactly. and weather. So you're looking yes. at snow melt. You're looking at precipitation. Right. You're looking at, you know, all of a sudden water could be great and fish could be coming into a system. Right. And then you get a storm and it blows out. And then all of a sudden they just zip right up there where they're going to spawn. And so. Well, and one thing that I have uh, very clearly identified about myself is that, um, I I do like research, but I don't like it perpetually. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, like that, like the watching the river flows, or yeah. 
I just you I don't watch that stuff, you know. Um, I will watch the wind when I'm gonna go up and fish with my buddy in Hood River because mm-hmm. you need to know, right? Like out on the Columbia and stuff. Yeah, and so we'll watch it the leading up to that and look at the wind forecast because that'll determine if we're even gonna go. Mm-hmm. But then after that, I never watch it, you know. So, but he every day he like he knows the. The temp, he knows the flows, fish, the fish he knows counts the fish over the counts. dams, all yep. that. Yeah. Yep. He's like, well, it's you know, it's thirty thousand or whatever it is. You mm-hmm. know, he'll start in the hundreds, right? Hey, five hundred fish came over today, and I'm just like, okay, because I know that's way early. And yeah. When we're fishing, we're or he's fishing, but when it gets real good, that's usually when I go. Yeah. Because again, uh, he lives right there. When from his house mm-hmm. to the boat ramp, jump, you know, putting his boat in, it he's got it down to a science and. I don't think it's more than twenty minutes, like oh, driveway nice. to water. Like he's he's out yeah. there. That's kind of like what we have in the Willamette River here mm-hmm. below the the falls mm-hmm. when we get those good springer runs. Yeah, um, I was gonna say too when you were talking about stickers, uh, Eric. You are a good buddy of mine. He's he's one of my longest friends, and he's been listening. And um, I the when you said that, it reminded me I I need to send him a sticker. Oh. And so the did reason he, I'm doing this is because he'll probably hear this and then call me and be like, "Hey, when's my sticker gonna come?" Did he leave <laughs> us a message with his address? No, but he's a he's okay. a super he's a super good. You listener. have his address. I talk to him all the time, and um, so yeah, I get like Marco Polos from him, and we mm. go back and forth all the time. And he's he's constantly like giving feedback on every episode. Oh, well, so you can so, Marco Polo that you could have like you writing the card as a Marco, and then like <laughs> exactly. you putting the sticker in, and yeah. then putting the stamp on, and yeah. all of that. And then mm-hmm. a week and a half later, he'll get it. Yeah. So Eric, it's coming. It's uh, if you don't get it in the next week, you better rattle my cage. So, <laughs> but it's on my to do list. So the U-Ban, you know, I don't know how we we ended up there, but oh, the thermos of coffee. I yeah, just yeah. love it. Keeps you warm a little because steelhead fishing in mm-hmm. January, February is just can be miserable. It's always sure. wet. Yeah, it's super cold. Mm-hmm. You're not catching any fish, which and is so. Like... <laughs> but when you do, yeah. it's awesome. And yeah, we got a couple of good rivers here right by us, and so mm-hmm. then we got the coast, which gives you a whole bunch of access to some good rivers as well. So yeah, so I'm th- looking forward to that. I'm hoping so. If my the dog right now is seven weeks, we're getting him at eight weeks. Mm-hmm. What do you think is reasonable to take him steelhead fishing? Would you say like three months? I was gonna say nine or ten weeks. Um, nine or ten weeks. Okay, <laughs> three months, four months. Honestly, <laughs> this is yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, good. Yeah, let me know how that goes. Um, I should just write a book called "Get Your Dog Fishing mm-hmm. in Thirty Days." Mm-hmm. Fishing with dogs. Fishing. I will say this too, because like I never take my dog fishing. Because I typically go where there's rattlesnakes. Mm, like, mm-hmm. well, okay, there's two things I do. Uh, Central Oregon, rattlesnakes are very, very possible. Um, so I just don't want to deal with the, first of all, the headache and cost and the pain that it would put the dog through if he, if he did something stupid like yeah. attack a snake. But they would. And also, or die, you know, and like lose mm-hmm. your dog. That just seems like you're setting your dog up for failure there. That probably isn't the best spot to take him. Or there's the kayak. <laughs> which in my dream world would be amazing. Mm. But I, I like these water dogs. They don't stay in the boat. They want to get out. And yeah. so if I would have raised this dog, when you get river, you better yeah. take him to the stinking river, yeah. put him on a flotation device that he's wobbly and needs to learn, okay, this is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because my dogs, both my golden retrievers, they freak. Like they want to get in the water. They're mm. like, no, we don't stay in the boat. We, walk, we, go, we go in the water and mm, swim. Okay. Yeah. So, my bad. Yeah. But, you, you know, you, you like you're talking about uh, steelheading down on the coast uh, mm-hmm. range. You're just basically driving Perfect. from spot to spot or walking up the bank anyway. Yeah, what a great thing to take your dog yeah. and do. They love that stuff. Yeah, I would do that. Except nope, my dog no rattlesnakes there. Nope, nope. Just Sasquatch, cougars, and bears, and deers. Elk. Elks. Yeah. <laughs> Pluralize everything. Plural- elks. <laughs> Steelheads, steelheads, <laughs> big big feet. Yeah, big feet. Big feet. Yeah. So. so anyway, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know the the uh, I don't know the your your eighth day, according to how you're going to train this thing. On the eighth day, he'll be ready to go. I according to the book. Yeah. Which is perfect puppy in seven seven days. Yeah. By the eighth day, mm-hmm. it should be perfect. Good to go. Good to go. 
So, yeah, Can't we'll be wait. taking it over to the yurt, and we'll see. So we'll, I'll see if we can get some pictures of it uh, getting in the water for the first time, put it up on the Instagram. So, so did you U-ban. Did you have actual tasting notes from Uban or from anyone who who's not, like, really bashing on the coffee? Well, not really, you know. I know that it is uh, Rainforest Alliance certified. Um, I'm going to look and see if I can... Uh, find that really quick. Oh, oh, oh. Uban is a part of the Kraft Food Group. I I just typed in Uban tasting notes. Okay. And Google wants to correct it to Oban. Oban? <laughs> what? Did no. you mean Oban? Did you mean Oban? No. If I meant Oban. Like, there aren't any in. tasting notes for Uban. <laughs> like, you must have meant Oban. <laughs> um, I think it just, it's one of those that it is what it is. It tastes like burnt. It tastes like bland. It tastes like you're not going to hate this. It tastes like this could be old. This you know, could it's be all old. these things. It tastes like church in 1980s. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So it tastes like you're going to want a lot of powdered creamer. <laughs> it tastes like how many sugar packets did you bring? So do you even admit like you don't like the flavor? I think it's fine. I'm. I like this better than a black cup of Starbucks coffee. Really? Yeah, I don't. I feel okay. like their t- their coffee's off awfully bitter, um, strong flavor. But I think this is mild and yeah. non offensive. It's a medium which roast, which is fine. Um, uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit more when we talk about my preferences for sort of like middle of the road, yeah, stuff, not strong flavors. Okay, so I can't find them. I mean, they're probably out there somewhere, but mm. I, I just can't. I think you did a good job. Yeah, Do, I wouldn't go so far as to call it dirt. Because it's uh, that would be really insulting, but I don't think it's that bad. But it's yeah, I drink it, but it is. I will not. I will say uh, <clears throat> it's not good. I'm well. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I wouldn't pull. I wouldn't pull this out when I'm trying to uh, impress company. It's not how you got Cora to stick around. No, serving it's not. her U-ban. No, huh? She likes it with uh, some creamer. Yeah, some, I, I, some I, hemp creamer we've been drinking. Lately. Oh yeah, some you were almond, talking about that. Yeah, almond milk creamer. Still haven't had any of that. Yeah, some of those non-dairy creamers are pretty good. Okay, so, so <clears throat> tasting notes on the Uban. <clears throat> That's hilarious. Okay, dude. so this, so this, the idea of where this came from was mm-hmm. obviously the comparison mm-hmm. of Uban to Oban. Oban, which is. Tell everybody about Oban. If, if oh, you're I, not, a, if you're not, privy. you want me to open that because you're the one who knows oh, all about it. I'm not go. the. There you go. You open. I just peeled off. Sorry, I took the joy there. Oh no, that's all right. So this is a little bay, little bay. Yeah. So Oban. Oban. Single so, malt Scotch whiskey. I'm. I mean, I do know some mm-hmm. about Scotch whiskeys. Yeah. I don't drink them much. I did work in a liquor store mm-hmm. for a number of years, way way back in college, but. Um, just very strong flavor. Again, yeah. my preference for the Uban is non-offensive. It's well, I did. Old. I did bring a little ice down to the shop in case you, after tasting it, you want to throw an ice cube or two in. Release the flavor. Yeah, and I'll bit. I'll geek out on the scotch because like I oh I forgot my book. I have a scotch tasting oh, book. Your, like your bartender book. It's well, no, it's it's so it's Michael Jackson. Um, that Michael Jackson, exactly. Or a Michael ja- right, so it's like the Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan like, conversation. He, he like sips the he sips the whiskey and he's like, "Oh, ding 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 ding." It's not him. No, not that one. Good at that. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty pretty good. That was impressive. I could not do that. So not that Michael Jackson. Okay, but Michael Jackson. If you're a Scotch drinker, you may know this guy. He's he's. I think he actually might have passed away by now, but um is one of the like world's authorities on scotch whiskey. Okay. And wrote a book and I mean everything about scotch, the regions, the flavor profiles, all the scotches mm. that kind of existed at the time uh, are in this book and you can read about them. So I had gotten that for Christmas one year. Um so so the the regions, the different regions of um of sc- scotches, right? Um you have Speyside, you have Highlands, you have Lowlands, you have Campbellton, you have uh, the Islands, and then you have Isla, or they it's, it looks like Isla, but it's pronounced Isla. Okay. So, so this is a, um, I believe this is a Highlands Scotch whiskey, and um, 
So I'll I'll just I'll just let Oban. Um, You're gonna let it speak for itself. Let it so speak this for was, itself. But we did talk about how long ago this distillery was established. 1794. Yeah. That's a long time. 1794. I mean, just think about that. So we what 1776. You know, uh, is when we we were like, hey, we're gonna be the U.S. Right. Mm-hmm. Just a few years later, you know, they're like. I got an idea. A <laughs> <laughs> start of distillery. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so it's like, that is a long time ago. Um, so it says, uh, so Oban, what we're drinking is Oban Little Bay, and it's a single malt scotch, like you said. Uh, and it says small cask on the, on, the, on the tube here. Little things mean a lot here at Oban. Uh, and I should probably pronounce it the way that they do, which is Oban. Oban. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, like, like O and bun, like a bread bun. Um, so essentially, I'll I guess I'll get through the flowery language. I it's, love it. Let's hear it. You want to hear it mm-hmm. all? All right. Oh, I should read it in a Scottish accent. I don't think I could because I'd probably mess it. Up. <laughs> it was pretty good, but little things. Oh, little things come here. <laughs> Um, okay, so little things mean a lot here at Oban since 19, or 1794, one of Scotland's oldest, slowest, and small. I love the slowest, slowest. and smallest what's distilleries. The, what's the rush? What is the rush? Our small stills, which uh, which need to be rested between batches, give more copper contact to create our rich flavor. Mm. The proud town of Oban, Gaelic for Little Bay. So the, now we're, okay. we're looking at, we're just, it's redundant. The, the name of the scotch is, is Little Bay, Little Bay. <laughs> Little Bay, Little Bay, okay. Um, it's Gaelic for Little Bay. Grew up around the distillery, holding it between cliff and coast and keeping us true to our small distillery roots. Such little things make Oban a smooth single malt uh, of fruity richness. Oban Little Bay takes mature, small batch Oban single malt and gives it extra time in small oak casks to yield yet more deep smoothness and richness of flavor. It's a little thing, but it means a lot to us. You got to love that. I love it. I love reading the tubes of these things. So I did find something. We were talking about 1794 going on a long time. That was a long time ago. A a while ago. But here's what was happening in 1794. It was in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. We had the Whiskey Rebellion happening. Really? Yeah. The Whiskey Insurrection was a tax protest in the United States beginning in 1791 and ending in 1794 during Washington's presidency. 1794. That's the year. That's the year. Maybe. So the so-called whiskey tax was the first tax imposed on a domestic product by the newly formed federal government. Stinking government taxing us all the time on our fun stuff. Oh. (laughs) Fun tax. Fun tax. Here comes the fun police. <clears throat> huh. Hey, come on. Come on over, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome in our campsite anytime. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you got a lot of wars going on in 1794. You got a, a French Austrian war going on. You have a hist- Hung- Hungarian revolution going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff. But I wonder what you could buy for a nickel in 1794. Like, like maybe a bottle of this? Like, what do you think a bottle of whiskey cost in 1794? Like, a dollar? Three, three bits. Three bits. Okay. How much is that? I have no idea. Oh, two, I do. Two, two nickels. No. Two, two bits is 25 cents. Oh. So I've okay. never been able to figure that out, right? Like, if two bits is 25 cents, a bit What's is one 12 bit? and a half cents. <laughs> Here is we go. A, I'm doing math. I'm in that, dangerous. Oh, <laughs> is that adjusted for inflation? Yeah, right. Because Amy's grandpa, he always will talk about two bits. Because we'll play, uh, what's that game you play with uh, quarters and cards? Uh, thir- 31. Uh, and okay. so you start yep. with your three quarters, right? And so he always is like, two bits, two bits. And and so I'm like, what is two bits? And he goes, a quarter. Um, like, oh, okay. But then it's like. Well, I don't even know what a bit is. I don't know. We could probably Google that too. But it makes for fascinating podcasting. Live <laughs> Waiting Google, for the Google yeah. search. <laughs> On demand, yeah. you can listen to us Google things. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. All right, well, let, we, we better try this. Okay, let's here. do it. Let's see here. All right. So we've got some fancy glasses. You have we got one just sort of a standard rocks yeah. glass or something like that. And One's then you've a got nosing a, glass, Glencairn crystal, no big deal. Um, but you did say that you are 
are um, where, where are we doing our liquids? I just you just you just <laughs> sit down, be be good over there, hold tight. My buddy spilled his coffee on his computer the other day. Really? Yeah. Fortunately, it was his work computer. Fortunately, so he can say, I don't Fort- know, it's not working. Fortunately for him, he didn't have to pay for it. Here, let's clink. There it okay. is. All right, here we go. I'm gonna nose it. That just means taking a whiff, huh? <laughs> yeah, smell it. Hmm. Well, you can, you definitely get like fruit in there. That's good. Usually over, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, we'll do like a, like a brandy in a nosing glass like that. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a snifter up there if you want to. Oh, this is great. I, you, I wanted to put it in my little styrofoam. I know. Cup, I'm not going to let you know? do that. I'm sorry. Styrofoam. Sorry, dude. Glassware. So right. is I supposed to be done with the coffee or am I going to do these taste one, taste the other? Um, I'm going to let you decide that. I kind of burnt my tongue on the coffee. Oh, that's because you went insulated mug. I went glass mug. I did. Because I knew I needed it to be calm. Glass or mug cold, from cold. 1972. Yeah, and 74? again, this is one that's of those awesome. times, it's not very often, but was one that of like those milk, times. milk glass? Isn't that what it's called? milk that? glass. Yeah, I wish that we were, that this was a video recorded podcast because we could see the, the, the different things around. Like, I'm, I'm sitting on, you know, or I'm sitting here holding this mug that's milk glass, and then it's got this real it's cool coloring. cheesy art, right? Like that mustard yellow striping with like dark brown stripes. And it's like not perfect. It's like, it's like on Iowa the Hawkeye colors or something like that, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. It almost looks like Charlie Brown, you yeah. know? Like it's like it, this would be his mug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great mug. All right. So and it's, gonna... got the, it's got the little indent on the bottom so it can sit in a cup, cup holder. Oh, yeah. It gets a little narrower. Yeah. Yeah, so usually if we go to an antique mall, I'm always looking for a little a little mug. All right, I'm going to taste this scotch here. That's good. It's mild. I would call that non-offensive for a scotch. It's not too peaty, Mm-mm. not too mu- musky flavored. So Smoky. Oh, that's mild, good. But unfolds nicely. Wow, Very listen smooth. to you. Listen to you. Oh, yeah, I've done this before. Unfolds nicely. I've Mr. done those wine Mr. X restaurant tour. <laughs> restaurant. Well, I worked in the liquor store, and then I did wine sales. Like I'd go to people's houses and do, like a MLM, like a party, wine party thing. Right. Yeah. Get all your friends together, and I'll bring some wine. Mm-hmm. And we'll, you want to yeah. buy some? That's pretty cool. That, I so didn't I did know that, that was a thing. Yeah, and then I opened the restaurants with a buddy in late two thousands, and mm-hmm. so I would I would work with the. I don't know what they call them, the wine distributors and the beer distributors oh, and the sommelier, people, you know, that would come yeah. in and so yeah. like I do tastings and know mm-hmm. stuff. So I know enough. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so their, uh, your Highland, Highland scotches are going to be a lot less peaty and smoky. Mm. Um, than, I should make a note of that. Than others. Um, in fact, the, the most smoky region will be Islay or Isla. And so, um, and the I S L A Y. Yep. Okay. Yep. And those are actually where my favorite ones are from. Um, and I'd like that smoky flavor, that kind of kerosene, mm. um, or not care. What's the, uh, uh, creosote is what they literally, it smells like iodine creosote smoke. And you're like, why would you want that what? in your whiskey? Yeah. But it, it just, when it's like s- diluted in a glass, it's, I love that smell. Hmm. It's incredible. Okay. But also it's either you love it or you hate it. There's no, like I kind of like it. Sure. It's yeah. No, I'm okay with it. Like, yeah. But this is incredible. Easy to drink. Super good. Um, I love it. Do you know why scotch whisk- scotches come in the little cardboard tubes like that? No. I don't either. But mm-hmm. not you know you don't buy a bottle of bourbon oh. and it comes in a tube like that. That's because so bourbon can. is garbage. Um, no. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah. No, I it's, no. it's no Canadian. It's not. It's not. I honestly, I think it's just to make it um, packaged better and, and to, you know, it's like you're spending, I mean, this bottle was, I don't know, 60 some dollars, something like that. 67, something like that. Oh, wow. I'd say it's a mid grit, you know, mid level yeah. scotch. Um, you know, if you're spending 60, 50, 60 bucks, 70 bucks, a hundred bucks on a bottle of something. Mm-hmm. You kind of do want it to come with some packaging. It's sure. like if Apple, if you ordered Apple, you know, an iPhone or whatever, and it just was a, it in just a, showed in up a bag. In a, in a plastic bag, like <laughs> yeah. all, all the electronics on Amazon yeah. come in. You'd be like, like yeah. okay, I'm I got impressed. my thing. But the like, tell me that the true pleasure and joy that comes from unboxing a new iPhone. Yeah. You can totally <laughs> appreciate it, right? Is it worth 
a thousand dollars. Apparently it is mm-hmm. <laughs> because they sell a few. Yeah. Yeah. And people love it. It's yeah. Anyway. It's the, the, that full experience, right? They're selling right. the, they're selling the experience. It's like why every other technology product comes out with these commercials or ads and they're like, mm-hmm. it has this. Mm-hmm. And it's like Apple has all those things. It doesn't sell it because it's not about the features. It's nope. about the experience and the, yep. You know, dude, so. This is pretty good. Incredible. So very okay. So take take now a drink of the Uban after drinking the Oban. Well, first off, I can tell that it uh, Mm. it's not. It's definitely warmer. (laughs) That is different. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to grab our little. I I brought a little charcuterie board here. Let's take a quick break. We got it. I can't believe I waited so long to, to remember that we had nice little charcuterie. Yeah. Um, some aged cheddar, some everything crackers. I like the everything cracker. Um it's got a good flavor. Some goat cheeses and different like ones just herbal. One's one's pickle. One's right? like a dill horseradish. Yeah. Mm, I do like horseradish. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're having a prime rib, oh like yeah. You're having a nice, thick, medium rare slice of prime rib dinner. Right. Right? Would your preference be, if you had two little ramekins, uh-huh. would your preference be the creamy horseradish that is toned down a little bit of flavor where you have to put more on? Or would your preference be mm. straight up horseradish, but the chance that you're going to burn your nose and you can't breathe <laughs> and they're like, you need some water? So I I love and hate at the same time what horseradish does to your nose. And it's... You are unable to mask it, right? Like if it gets in your wasabi is a, is a horseradish as well. You cannot be like, I'm cool. I'm gonna ride this out. Like you just, it, mm, you just cry and you're like, oh my gosh, right? I took too much. I took too much. Yeah, because it gets on the top of your mouth or yeah, top of your the roof of your mouth, right into your nose, and it's like instant tears and mm. like that weird mm-hmm. feeling. If I'm at a dinner, okay, where I need to like not look like a complete moron. I want the creamy stuff because oh, I can okay. always put more on. Okay, more on. <laughs> more on. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. <laughs> put more on. Okay. If I'm at home or in like with company that I don't, you know, it's like, yeah. hey, we're buddies and nice, no big deal. Give me the like straight. Give me the stuff. Good. Give me yeah. the straight. Yeah. Okay. Love me it. too. Yeah. I'm the same way. I don't like to look like an idiot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> unless I mean to. You don't look like to look like you're 11. It's your first time eating something that's spicy. <laughs> Mommy, I need milk. I need milk. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> oh, man. Oh. So I just, I don't know. Today was fun because, good. you know, the <laughs> Oban versus Uban. And, the you know, here's what I would say. Here's my takeaway. And if you've got one, add it in. There's a place for each of these. And they're very opposite ends of the spectrum. but it, Opposite ends of the day around the camp. You start with yeah, one and right. end with the other. Exactly. And I you know, it's like one one may you well, I mean, I obviously prefer the Uban or the Oban. But but not but not ex- not like it's different, right? It's like the flavor of, of the scotch is like so much different. Like if you get if you handed me this in the morning, I'd be going, No thanks. Can no I thanks. have a coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I would prefer the U band. Some people camp like that, though. I know, I know. I it's that's tough to hang with dudes like that. I yeah. can't. I can't do too, that. Too old for that fun. Yep. Um, but anyway, I think it's just cool. It's like there's a time for the the really, you know, sophisticated, if you will, you know, single malt scotch. There's mm-hmm. a time for just a beer. There's a time for just a water, like a soda, yeah. whatever. And then there's a time for a, a cup of U-Ban. So, yeah, I, that's just my that's my takeaway of everything. I thought it was fun. That's good. Yeah, it is fun. I, I, I like the U-Ban. I probably wouldn't drink it so hot next time. I'd keep the lid. I usually <laughs> keep the lid off my insulated mug because it yeah. gets too hot. But I'm so fearful of it spilling on the computer that i got to keep the lid on. I just burn my tongue, <laughs> you know. So at a camp, around the campfire, every, you would probably have the lid off. Every day's a challenge, yeah. I'd probably have it in something that breathed a little bit more to allow that. Like a styrofoam cup? A styrofoam cup, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let the nose really flourish in the U-Ban. <laughs> let, it, let it open up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it'd be interesting to see if a U- cup of U-Ban yeah. 
like one you bought at the grocery store today versus one you've had in your pantry for six years? Oh, like the age. How would I go the aged? Yeah. Yeah, because you pantried this for a while, correct? It was pantried for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I I probably had it a year or so, and then I would drink it, you know, but (laughs) then I got some whole bean, and then we started doing this, and I had my coffee shame, and my Canadian friends were like, you got to, we got to talk about your coffee choices. Right. Thanks. Hey, thanks, eh? Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, eh? Yeah. So. Thanks for calling him out on that. No, they're great, but uh, you know, so it's good. I like a I like a good cup of coffee. I like a crappy cup of coffee. It's like what is? It's like in the right. movie Elf. You know, yeah. what is this? I love sugar. It's, it's Sugar's the, my favorite. It's the, it's the that... world. It's the when he's like, he puts Zoe. Will Ferrell puets the blindfold on Zoe Deschanel. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, surprise, and she's like, it tastes like the world's crappiest cup of coffee. It is a crappy cup of coffee. <laughs> he says, no, look at the sign. It's the world's best coffee. <laughs> So there's a, a place for everything. Yeah. Sometimes you get a, a great cup of coffee and enjoy the entire experience. Sometimes you just need some caffeine and get to go fishing and warm up a little bit. Yeah, when totally. It's freezing out. And sometimes you need to warm up your belly with a little obon. Mm-hmm. So, but it is nice with the crackers. Yeah, it, the crackers like totally round. Yeah, up. so we're going to close this one out. But uh, I did have one question from a listener. All right, what is it? I was driving through town the other day, and I haven't. We're in quarantine, COVID, right? Pan, it's a global pandemic. Correct. So, so I don't leave the house much. My bubble's pretty small. I got a few people get some groceries delivered, and uh, my cat's playing with your string hey, of your cat. backpack. Cat, get off of that. So I don't leave the house. I especially don't go into town much, you know. So into the into the city, but I went into town and. I had to drop some stuff off, so I had some shoes that I had to take back to REI. They broke on me, so they got that warranty. Just could drop it off. And... Hmm. But I'm driving into town, and I'm seeing just tents everywhere. Tents, tents, tents. And my buddy's a firefighter, so I told him, I sent him a text message. I'm like, you weren't kidding, man. There's tents everywhere around here. Mm-hmm. He's like, here's a question. The readers demand, the listeners demand answers. What constitutes camping? <laughs> like, what if, if you go out in your backyard and put up a tent? Is that camping? Good question. If you are within delivery distance for a pizza, is that camping? <laughs> That's fun, actually. Um, can someone deliver a pizza? Uber Eats to your tent? Yeah. What's your address? I mean... I mean, I'm camping. <laughs> Let me give you an intersection. But I'm just at the park. I'm actually technically behind the park. <laughs> um. That's a what now is he talking about camping from he obviously I'm I'm hearing you talk about like our, our homeless population. Well, I just said tents and he said I think he was implying he was implying is that camping is that camping knowing that our podcast here is breaking camp mm-hmm. thought we might have some authoritative answers on this. I mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can also take it, you know, glamping. Glamping's a whole nother thing. Right. Uh is what we did when we went to the bunkhouse and there was no running water, no power. Is that camping? Right. Probably not. What about staying in your in my rooftop truck, rooftop tent, or yeah. your camper on your truck? Is that camping? I would definitely yeah. call that camping because I'm in a tent, regardless of if it's seven feet off the ground. It's still in a tent. You know, you're still climbing in and out. You're mm-hmm. still cooking on a stovetop. You're still... There's no well. You could you could have a restroom there or whatever, but even like with well, or without I'll, a restroom, it's fine. See, I think the restroom is the distinction between camping. If you have a restroom, what? That's not camping. I disagree. You disagree? Yeah. Because okay. what do you what are where was Bruce? Your favorite camp host was at a campground with cement floor restrooms. It was a pit toilet, but it's a cement. Yeah. It's nice, like for a for those kinds of facilities. It's, it's a, it's and that a, was trying to facilitate a small group at a specific time and place. But you were camping, at a campground. Kinda. <laughs> there was a toilet. It. Yeah. I definitely. Okay. I'm so with you. so I'm we with got. You. T- yeah. Yeah. But it is nice. You it's know, we've talked about this before. Like, yeah, we, it is yeah. nice to have a toilet. Yeah. You know, a friend of mine, um, and and I will say this just for the record. So okay. in case the five listeners we have don't get mad. Um, 
I um I don't make light of of the homeless population oh. because it is um it's a problem that is so really hard to 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 fix. And I don't think that was the intention of the comment. It was yeah. He I talked about a tent and yeah. he said you know is yeah. it camping if you can get delivery or but it's can... a it's a genuine yeah. thing of like hey probably this isn't the place to live uh under the bridges and or on the sidewalks it's it, that's not the intention right so not diving into that whole social dilemma right yeah. how do we fix that problem uh, my my friend we were camping uh, i think it is important to note that that's not something to take light of yeah it's not yeah we're not making fun of that that is not i i actually have a ton of compassion for people who uh live outside and um but my friend we were camping one time and um we're he this dude is a chef like he's not a chef professionally but he mm -hmm. if it was i asked him one time what would you want to be a chef like what's your ideal job and he's like a, a be a professional chef like mm -hmm. that without a doubt and so then that took us down the road of like why aren't you doing that because yeah. he's a phenomenal cook and when he comes camping with us that's what he wants to do he's mm -hmm. not a fisherman We've even offered, like, hey, I'll bring you gear. Yeah. He's like, no, that's fine. I enjoy hanging out around camp. You know, I might take a nap or two. I like this guy already. <laughs> Rob, his name is Robert, and he's awesome. This is great. I love to cook, he's love super to cool. eat, love to nap. And he makes this incredible food, right? And um, anyway, we were, we were talking about the food, and I was just kind of, like, impressed with his production that he – and all the work that he had done ahead of time, mm. preparing these, he was par baking wow. potatoes. I'm just like, what? Or par boiled, because he yeah. was making hash browns. And he's like, but well, he'd you, already done you some do that work. because, yeah. da, 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 you know, so they they're not mushy, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, dude, you're next level. And he goes, hey, if you don't have good food while you're camping, you're just practicing to be homeless. Yeah. And I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. But it's true, like, like okay, well I can buy that, but he that dude, he just mm. wants to go all out, and and we eat real good wow. when he, whenever he's in a camp. I got a buddy who did that same sort of a thing when we floated the Deschutes for a few days. Was he prepped and made everything ahead of time and vacuum sealed all of it, mm -hmm. and then everything was cooked in a hot water bath, mm -hmm. and it was great. The like entire meal, almost like a sous vide kind of thing, mm -hmm. right? Right. Yeah. But it takes that planning. Yeah. But it's a great experience when you're there cooking. Because right. Because then it's like half the work's done. Yeah. Your prep work's done. I remember back in the day when I first, when, um, what was that called? Well, the food saver. When the food savers first came out and I bought one and that was the big, like one of the, the, the little gimmicks of it was they would, <laughs> that was like a knee jerk reaction. I almost like wallop the thing off the counter, but my glass of of uh, Oban was sitting right next to it. Oban. Oban. Okay. Yeah. What food saver. Food saver. <laughs> oh yeah, they were just saying you could pre you could pre make your meal. You you seal it, mm -hmm. throw your bag in boiling water to heat it up, and then you eat it out of the pouch or put it on a plate. But it's like that was one of the selling points for me. I was like, oh man, that sounds like a good idea. Mm. Never did it. Mm. Not once. I love my food vacuum sealer. And I, I, I use, I use them a ton. I also have the Instant Pot that yeah. has the sous vide feature on it. Right. So one of the things I'll do next year, because the way I buy steaks is I wait until T-bones, ribeyes, mm -hmm. New Yorks are on sale, blowout peak of the season when everybody's barbecuing. I buy tons of them, then vacuum seal them for the rest of the year. And so, but to do that on the sous vide, you got to do olive oil and seasoning in the bag. Oh, right. So then it cooks, or it's just... Yeah. Or it's just cooked bland meat. <laughs> cooked bland meat. Still quite tender, but mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So that was some questions about, you know, what constitutes what camping. Because, camping? like, if you have an RV, is that camping? Uh, that I mean, what, one. Like, what's roughing I, it? I call RVs are glamping. Okay. Um, anybody who's... Because there's a toilet. Yeah, you have a shower, a microwave. You probably have a TV. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you have a rolling house. It's... I'd like to get outside. I would also like to take my house with me. Yeah. Which I'm not yeah. saying it's bad. I'm just saying, hey, don't say you're going camping. Okay. You know? We're just not quite old enough yet. <laughs> Probably to, not. Okay. Give us <laughs> well, 10 years. Well, dude, today it's your fault. I blame you. I was this morning in bed, woke up, and I'm just sort of scrolling through things, and I'm looking for stupid four-wheel uh, campers. Oh, I love it. 
And I'm like, oh man, like this. You're the one who like. Did I my found eyes to this? Uh, there was one that I found that was in uh, Legrand. Yeah. If I wouldn't have bought mine earlier this summer, I would have been in on the road to go pick the thing up. It was so great. I found Such a good a deal, deal on one. I found a good deal on one Did today. You? Yeah. I don't know where it is, but anyway, it's the exact model of. Well, those are the, the. That's also too a thing. You know, if you get the truck or you get a camper, yeah. then all of a sudden you can rent those out, like on Turo or some of the other. Mm-hmm. Van rental sites, mm-hmm. right, where people pay a couple hundred bucks for a three day weekend yeah. and rent the thing, and it pays for itself. So yeah, all right. So four wheel camper, yeah. Don't get there's some that are. Ooh, I mean, mine's mine's all right, Dude. but my rig is not a seventy thousand dollar right. Dodge Ram thirty five hundred Bighorn. Right. You know, right? Not yet. Well, and that's the thing. Wait I for mean, that podcast paycheck. <laughs> Come on, guys, help us out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, so, I yeah. love that. That's pretty good. Um, but I would say whether you feel like you're camping or not, whether whether somebody's going to be hating on you, judging you, whatever, it doesn't matter. Get out there and camp or whatever you call camping. Do it. Just camp. Just get out. Because you either go outside mm-hmm. or you're just sitting inside looking at screens. <laughs> That's right. And we could all use a whole lot less of that these days. That's so, right. Yeah, I want to thank you all for listening. Thanks as always. To producer Chad, somewhere around, I think he was wrangling the cats. Thank you, Chad. And then we've got a special shout out as well this episode. Yeah, we want to thank a friend of mine. Uh, I, I've been I've been getting some comments that uh, you guys like the music, uh, the intro music and outro music. I like how when we talk about it, we're like the add in the ding ding ding, which <laughs> yeah. is not what it sounds it's like at all. <laughs> no, it isn't. But like those transition little riffs and all of our music that we play on on the podcast, actually, actually after like. I don't know, second or third episode, because we were just throwing different music in while we were getting this produced. But my friend Kerry, um, he's a professional musician here locally in, in the Portland area. And uh, I asked him, hey, can can you help me out? And he um, he did. And I just wanted to say thanks. Um, and if you want to check out his band, it's called Samsel Band. Um, you can go to samselband.com. It's S-A-M-S-E-L, band, B-A-N-D. Yeah. Com. I think they're on Apple Music and Spotify too. So oh yeah, another spot to yeah. find them. Good, good music. So awesome yeah. tunes. But I just thanks, Carrie. That was good. thank you for doing that. I re- really appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Breaking Camp Podcast. Send us an email, Breaking Camp Podcast at Gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Send us some questions or topics or outdoors things that you want us to discuss and just talk randomly about. Um, if you've enjoyed the show, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Then they just come to you. Like, you don't have to go. Right. Here's a way that people don't do podcasts. <laughs> www.googlebreakingcamppodcast.com. Like, it doesn't happen that way. So just subscribe, like it, get it in your thing, and then all of a sudden you'll be surprised. Some afternoon you'll be like, oh, new podcast. That's right. Check it out there. Leave us a voicemail. Give us a call, 503-427-8742. Haven't had one yet. Don't, not 4243. Let's said start this over. 503 503- Four two seven eight seven four three. There it is. So you can leave us a voicemail, and maybe we'll play it on the air. Maybe you have some tips or some ideas on outdoors stuff, survival stuff. You know, whatever. Maybe you know it'd be neat. What if like Bear Grylls called us up? Dude, I would lose it. Wouldn't that be awesome? I'd lose it. What? What's the? What's the guy who wears no shoes? Oh, that guy from Dual Survival. Yeah, maybe I don't know his name. Us. I don't I... think he has a phone. <laughs> he won't call us because he can't. But hey, if you're if Corey, Chad, Lundstrom, something like that. Anyway, I, I think remember. it's Corey something. I don't remember. But hey, if you're listening, give us a call, leave us a message. We'll send you a sticker. Yeah. Leave us your address. Check us out on Patreon. Um it we just do this thing for fun. But that's mm-hmm. kind of fun too. There next year I think we're gonna do some camping, some camp outings and some fish along. So that'd be cool. Yeah. More details at patreon.com slash breaking camp. Uh fun ideas we wanna bring to life. So we just like hanging out and Drinking some crappy coffee, tasting some scotches, having some snacks, <laughs> talking and about laughing camping. about life, talking about camping every day. Right. Just a little break from uh, all that is the world these days. So thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.